This is the last session on uh, putting sin to death. Having already discussed the necessity of putting sin to death, uh, in discussing the nature of putting sin to death, John Owen brings us to his final section in the book. And, and it's only uh, one chapter long. Uh, this is the means of putting sin to death. And it really can be summarized with this, with this one word, faith. If you want to faithfully follow Jesus, then stop asking this question. How can I live my life for God? Faithfully following Jesus should be wanting to ask this question. How can I allow God to live His life through me? Consider Galatians 2.20. It says, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Think of uh, a huge boat opening up its sails or, or an eagle taking off uh, to, to fly from heights. Uh, if the boat is going to be propelled, all the captain needs to do is just open the sails. If an eagle is going to fly, all it needs to do is open its wings and the wind will carry it. Faith, faith is that same thing. It's the posture of our heart that allows the Holy Spirit to carry us and live His life through us. If we're going to be putting sin to death and enjoying His abundant life, we must live by faith. Well, that's great, but, but what's the object of our faith? What should we be putting our faith in? This first, John Owen says, put your faith in Christ alone. Uh, specifically first, in the nature of Christ. Who He is and, and what that means for us. First, believe that in Christ you have enough to be putting sin to death. I love that word, um, enough. Christ Himself is sufficient. And in Him we have all that we need for life and godliness. Christ Himself is enough to bring us relief from our temptations and to be putting sin to death. John Owen says that if we have the faith that considers that Christ is enough, it will express itself by abiding in Christ. So are you? Are you abiding in Christ and letting His Word abide in you? John 15 verse 7 to 8 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Uh, abiding is remaining connected to Jesus, and we do that through the Scriptures. And then allowing the words of Scripture that abide remain in us, we allow the words of Scripture to inform our prayers. Then, then we will be bearing fruit. Then God will be producing change in our lives. But neglecting to abide in Christ is likely an indication that you don't consider that Jesus himself is enough. Or that you could be putting sin to death by your own effort. Or it could even indicate that you're just comfortable with it. 
abiding in Christ takes time. And you might think, well, I don't have enough time. It's like, well, maybe the way that you currently organize your life doesn't allow you to have enough time as I have in the past, but we all have the same amount of time. How much time do you spend streaming? How much time do you spend exercising or on social media? We all have the same amount of time, and that included Jesus himself. If Jesus was going to go away from the crowds and pray with his Father, the only time he could do it was in solitude when no one else was was awake. Um, And if you're abiding in Christ, you're going to have to choose. How are you going to reorganize your time so that you can seek the Lord when you're in solitude with Him and when no one else can access you? And it might mean that you might lose sleep. It might mean that you might lose hobbies, but it's worth it when you believe that Christ is enough to be putting sin to death. Okay, number two believe that in Christ alone you will find relief. After Jesus said a hard word in John 6, a lot of people decided to stop following Jesus, a lot of people in the crowds. And then Jesus turned to his disciples and he asked them, "Uh, do you want to go as well? Now Peter responded to his teacher and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We must abide in Christ because there is nowhere else where we could go to find relief from the sin that clings so closely. We're not going to find it in pop psychology. We're not going to find it in in better health practices and diet. Uh, We're not going to find it in Western religious practices like, like mindful meditation or yoga. We're not going to find it in 10-step self-help books that only puff up our flesh. There's no other option. And if you still think otherwise, then then learn to take seriously the words of Jesus. He said in John 15, 5, Apart from Him, we can do nothing. What does He mean by nothing? Well, we can do the same amount of nothing (laughs) that, that a stick on the ground can do, which is broken off from an apple tree. The only ability that that stick could have had to bear apples if it was connected to the tree, but it can't if it's broken off and on the ground. The only capacity that we have to be bearing fruit is if we're connected to Christ. And in Christ, the scripture says, the fullness of God dwelt bodily. And John 1 says that from His fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. Grace, all we need is Christ. Believe that. Believe that. All we need is Christ. And there, in that faith, we will have relief. Here's the third act of faith. Believe that Christ is ready to offer real help. Hebrews 2, verse 17 to 18 says that Christ is our high priest and we can approach Him boldly to ask for help in prayer. In prayer, because He is our High Priest, He will give us the grace and mercy that we need in our moment of need. Because He was tempted in every way as we were, but but He didn't sin. So, 
in our weakness, he has the power to offer real assistance. And when you believe that you can go to him in this way and asking him to supply your need, he will be faithful to do it and offer real help. Uh, this faith, it work, works like an insulin shot or, or like an EpiPen or or like an asthma puffer, in a moment of need, it's always there by your side. Are you taking use of this assistance in prayer through Christ? He's your high priest. He, he cares for you. He's experienced what you've experienced. He's ready to offer it. We just need to boldly approach and ask to find it. If we're going to let the Holy Spirit live through us and be putting sin to death, then we must set our faith on who Christ is and also on what Christ has done. Put your faith in Christ alone and put your faith in the work of the gospel alone. Uh, well, in what way? Like this way. Believe that you are crucified with Christ and that the old self is dead. The author reminds us that Christ died to destroy every temptation that might cling to us. He reminds us of, of Romans 6.2 and Romans 6.6. 6. These verses say, How can we, who died to sin, still live in it? If you haven't been baptized, this is, this is one of the reasons why we are called to be baptized so that we can identify with our Savior in His death and in His burial and in His resurrection. We are dead to sin, and Romans 6 verse 6 explains our renewed orientation towards sin. It says, We know that our old self was crucified with Him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing, so that we might no longer be enslaved to sin. Christ's death brought about a reorientation of our relationship towards sin. Sin's influence over us has been brought to nothing. We are no longer enslaved to sin or under its authority. We are dead to sin and alive in Christ. We are freed from slavery to sin so that we can offer ourselves as slaves to Christ. Romans 6, 6 starts by saying, we know that our old self was crucified with him. We might know this, but do we believe it? Believe that your old self is dead. Believe that it doesn't have power over you anymore and you don't need to submit to it. If you believe that, then our natural response will be to offer yourself to God. And then you can employ this final act of faith. Believe that putting sin to death is ultimately the work of the Spirit. It's not us who live. It's Christ who lives in us. Romans 8.13 is the thesis that laid out the landscape of our journey. If by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the flesh, you will live. All that we hope and all that we want to see accomplished in our lives will not be done by our own effort. God has given us the Holy Spirit. 
so that the Spirit, God Himself, can be putting sin to death. As we walk by faith and enjoy the abundance of His 